Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And today's episodes are sponsored by my books, fiction novels, Single Woman Chronicles, In Atlanta Love Story, Kinda, and How to X Your Ex, A Guide to Getting Past Unhealthy Relationships. And you can get those on Amazon, books on Google Play, as well as Audibles. So get your listen on, yes. So today's episode, I'm actually excited about it because I don't have like nothing profound to say. <laughs> it's just like some stuff that I've been thinking about that happened like over the last week. And I just want to talk about it. It's random, but I feel like when I have like these random episodes, I'm able to kind of like be myself a little bit more because a lot of the times when I'm recording this, I have like this epiphany or revelation and I have to kind of be in like give advice or podcast mode but like today I'm gonna be in homegirl mode because I just I really this (laughs) it happened over the weekend and the reason I'm naming today's episode am I the drama because I had to ask myself that because some situations I was going through and I'm just kind of like bro am I the drama so (laughs) So just so you guys know, like my journey of self-improvement, I'll call it that. So my journey of self-improvement, because I'm always stretching to be the best version of me in every season. And I feel like I've come a long way in a short time because I really took it to heart, like bettering myself when I realized that myself needed to be better. I think that in itself is a big thing. I'm going to go sidebar real quick. So, nope, I'm going to do it later. Never mind. See, this is what, that's how I know y'all my homegirls right now. And I'm your homegirl because this is how I talk to my homegirls. I'd be like all over the place with topics. Anyway, <laughs> so my self-development journey, journey to my best self, Um, I think it started around 24, I would say, because I got baptized at 24. So I was attempting something because I was a mess, y'all. In in high school, I was a mess. In college, I was a mess. (laughs) Um, Early 20s, I was a mess. And when I say I was a mess, I call myself that because I had very low self-esteem. My self-worth was very low. I led with pride. I was very... I wasn't... How can I say this? I was very... I was very naive. I was narrow-minded. Nobody could tell me anything. I wasn't a good listener. Um, I was caught up in the fast life where, like, I thought success was was going, dating the popular guys, dating the guys with money, um, you know, being the cutest girl in the club, being the hottest chick on the hottest guy's arm, like, That's what I thought success was because that's what was given to me, you know, growing up, like I wasn't popular. Um, I, again, I was insecure in that season of my life. So I wanted the validation of other people. I wanted the validation of having the most attractive guy on my arm to, so people can be like, Oh, go ass. You know what I mean? So I had to grow up expeditiously in that season. Cause I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. Like, yeah, I've been on dates with celebrities. Like, I've, you know, I was a bottle waitress. I lived in that life. Like I was able to accomplish a lot of the things 
that I set out to do, but I was miserable. Like I was so unhappy. It was just never enough. And it made me understand, like, it makes me understand more when we look at scripture and scripture talks about like, if you drink from my cup, you'll never be thirsty. And God is telling you like, that's when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, like Jesus was telling her, like, if you allow me to come into your life and redo your life and like really transform your life, you'll never be thirsty for those things that can't quench your thirst anyway. Right. And listen, Christianity, Christianity, <laughs> Christi Christianity is not easy. Being a follower of Christ, if you have been a follower of Christ for a while, it is not easy. The reason it's not easy is because it's, just, it's uncomfortable. It's uncertain because you can only please God through faith and faith is trusting in the unseen. So you're constantly surrendering, surrendering your life to a God that you can't see. You see him moving in your life. You know he's blessing you, but it's very uncomfortable. But honestly, I wouldn't trade that because I don't have to run fast after things in order to have my thirst quenched. All I got to do is get on my knees and pray. All I got to do is praise God every morning, go to him in scripture, read books, and constantly feel better about myself. So, yeah, so my journey to self-improvement was a long road and just looking back at how far I've come. It's just so crazy because like, I remember what I went through, but I don't remember how it felt going back to scripture. When Joseph came out of his whole situation, like, you know, Joseph was thrown in a pit. Um, he was falsely in prison and like his life was like a long stint of bad luck. And then God finally elevated him suddenly and we had a kid, he named his kid Manessa. And Manessa means God has made me forget my troubles. Now, you don't forget them completely. You know what you went through, but you forget how it feels. So it's just crazy. But um, I'm saying all this to say um, I have done the work. So my work consisted of, you know, actually getting saved and baptized and pursuing a relationship with God because you can be saved going to heaven, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have a strong relationship with God. So my relationship with God is like literally the process of sanctification, which is becoming more like Christ. That's when you really dedicate your life to becoming more obedient when God takes you and he takes you through this process where you don't become sinless, you just sin less. So for example, like y'all know I'm celibate. That was one thing. I used to cuss like a sailor. Y'all, I would cuss. Every other word would be a cuss word. I don't cuss no more. Like, I, I'm not prideful no more. You talking about humility. Oh, Lord. I done been humble, baby. <laughs> like, yes. So just a lot of that. But as well as that, you know, I definitely believe the spiritual is important, but the mental and the physical, all those are, are important too. My mental... I've read one. I've been to therapy, still in therapy. I read a lot of books on like, um, changing your life. I'm actually about to add to Amazon books that changed my life. Cause I have so many and I'm gonna put that on my affiliate page. So y'all can buy those books because bro, like I want to share this journey with y'all, you know? And so, and then like, you know, reading books, I got my degree in positive psychology. When you get a degree in something like that, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. So I'm constantly trying to be my, trying to be my best self. 
and holding myself accountable. I have accountability partners. Like I have friends that are not yes men, bro. They are not. They are not. These are friends where you call them and you hoping that they agree with you and they be like, uh, Ash, I don't really know if you, you sound a little such and such. You're like, dang, you might be right. So yeah, like, so I'm always trying to be the best me that I can be. So I just told y'all this to lead up to the, am I the drama? So, um, two scenarios happened to me over this past weekend where I had to ask myself, am I the drama? And they both involved men. And for me, oh Lord, my stint with men, I've dated a lot of emotionally unavailable guys. I've dated a lot of guys who, um, and I'm saying dating because the, the people I'm referring to, I don't, I, I only dated, went on a few dates with one. The other one is actually a friend. So <laughs> yeah, but as far as like my dating history, I'm used to like, I've been manipulated a lot, emotionally unavailable guys. I've dated uh, a narcissist um, and was in a serious relationship with one. So like I've gone through like that, but I understand why I've overcome it. I've healed from it. I can peep it out, like, I understand the triggers and all that, but I can say this, like, because I'm always seeking to be my best self, anytime any situation happens, no matter how wrong another person is, I still look inward and be like, hmm, was I the drama? Could I have done something different? Then I'll go and ask a friend, like, hey, look at the scenario, like, tell me, was I tripping? And they'll let me know, like, if I was or if I wasn't or, or if I was tripping a little bit, but it was mostly them. I'll go male and female. Like, I have male and female friends, so, like, I want to hear the truth because if I can be better, bro, like, let I want to be better. Like, I want to be the light in people's life. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> the situations over the weekend were just so crazy to me because I was, I was basically being gaslit. <laughs> In retrospect, like when I, when I was in the moment, I was like going back and forth with these people. I ain't even going to tell y'all the whole situation, but like I was going back and forth with these people and they were really like deflecting and trying to like flip it as if it was me and like very finger pointy. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not what is happening. And it really instantly, I felt bad about myself in those moments. And I was really like, kind of, I had to have a moment with me, like, are you the drama? Am I the drama here? Am I wrong in this? Like what's going on? So initially I was very, very upset with both situations. I had to really process. So I give myself a moment and I'm very proud of myself. Cause like in those moments in both scenarios, I wanted to cuss somebody's son out, but neither one of them got cussed out. One of them did get blocked, but you know, it's always a block party over here. You can always join this block party, but, um, <laughs> but in that moment, like, I couldn't process it right then. I had to give myself a moment. So the next day, I was thinking, like, why were you so upset? Like, why were you so triggered? And I realized I was triggered because I was gaslit. If you don't know what being gaslit is, it's when you're made to feel like you're crazy by another individual for expressing how you feel about something. And instead of them perceiving it, taking into account how you feel about it, looking at the full situation... They're trying to flip it on you and making it seem like you and only you are the problem. When a lot of the times, neither one of y'all are the problem. The situation is the problem, but 
instead of arguing with the situation, they start to argue with you. And it's just like, what are we doing? Because honestly, in both scenarios, I wasn't arguing with nobody. It was just miscommunication. And miscommunication, man, a lot of relationships are ruined because of miscommunication. And it just don't even have to be all that. That's why folks need to like grow, grow up and learn how to communicate, learn how to say exactly what you mean, learn how to actively listen, like stop listening to respond, listen to the full picture, take it in because you may receive something that is valuable, then make a decision. Because just because this is your opinion today doesn't mean that it can't shift tomorrow. Like what's so wrong with shifting an opinion that could be just better. <laughs> like, I don't know. But anyway, I'm saying all this to say for the people who are like me, who are really hard on yourself and who are overly accountable in many situations. And if you've been gaslit before, um, a lot of the times your default in those kind of scenarios is to be hard on yourself, try to figure out like how you could have you know, fix the situation, even when it had nothing to do with you, even when you were actually not in the wrong. I just want to say this. If you are in a scenario where you are feeling bad about yourself, especially if it's like the early stages of dating, but every time you bring an issue to someone or every time you bring up a discussion that has to do with emotions or that has to do with doing something your way versus their way, and they make you feel bad about yourself, Sweetie Boom Boom, that's not a situation you want to be a part of. That's not a friendship you want to be a part of. That's not a relationship you want to be a part of. You want to be able to voice your opinion, stand strong in it, and they listen to you and take it into account. Every disagreement is not an argument. Me and my best friend, I've learned a lot through my best friend because we, I've never argued with someone as much as I argue with her in my lifetime, but we're the closest now because we broke those barriers. We overcame those barriers of communication and understanding one another. And we listen to each other. We don't take into offense how that other person likes to be spoken to because we understand we're very different. And so even if we take it into offense, we'll swallow it, come back, apologize and be like, dang, I'm sorry for that. But my thing is when you have people in your life, you should be able to speak how you feel and not feel bad about yourself after you say that. Like, that is a red flag. That is a super red flag. You should not feel like you're walking on eggshells to be in relationship with anybody. That's friendship, romantic relationship, partnership and business, um, parent to child relationships, like all of that. Like, you should be able to speak your piece. I'm not saying going there yelling, screaming, like, no. Anytime someone comes to me with advice on, like, how should I say this to someone, I always say write it down first. Get the full picture out because you want to write it down from your heart like you're talking to them to make sure it makes sense when you communicate. Because communication, I'm telling y'all, you can say the right thing the wrong way and totally ruin everything. So you want to make sure the communication is a one. So you want to make sure you're saying it properly. So write it down first, reread it, and then figure out like what you can add in, what you can take out. And then if you got to speak it from what you wrote down, do that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But like you want to get the communication off right. You know what I mean? You want them to see what you're saying. So yeah, but I just wanted that message. I want y'all to understand like, 
it's, it's a huge red flag when you have to walk on eggshells in a relationship. I've done it before in friendships, in relationships, in um, parent-child type situations with with my mom. Like, And it's, it's the worst. And, you know, with my mom, I overcame it because we went to therapy. With my best friend, I overcame it because... We went to therapy separately, so we got we gained the awareness. And I'm such an advocate for therapy, y'all, because therapy shows you who you are. Therapy is constantly holding a mirror in front of your face because so many people have blind spots. Like, and we always gonna have blind spots. I don't think we're ever gonna 100% know ourselves to the T, but the more percentage that you know yourself, the easier it is to be in a relationship with you. Because if someone tells you about yourself, you're able to say, dang, you right. I do be doing it. Or no, you're misreading me. So that's why this weekend when I had to come back and be like, am I the drama? These two individuals kept trying to tell me like, oh, you like to argue. I actually don't like arguing. Like I asked my best friend. I was like, best friend, do I like arguing? She's like, absolutely not. You do not you don't like arguing at all. It takes a lot out of me. Like, I don't like yelling. I don't like doing all this. Now, I am loud, naturally. I'm from Mississippi. I am loud. And I'm passionate. So, like, say, for example, I'm out somewhere and and a debate strikes up and we're debating about something. I'm not going to, like, I'm not getting angry. Like, my passion comes out and I'm loud, so it may seem like I'm, like, yelling or whatever, but it's not what it is. You know what I mean? But, like, to downright argue and sit up every single day and disagree dude no (laughs) I don't know I am peace please no so yeah but I just think it's important to understand that when you feel bad after conversations with people who you're just trying to let them know like how you feel about something that differs from how they feel about something and you just trying to come to a common ground, but you can't even get it off your chest because they gaslighting you, they deflecting because they don't want to see themselves. That's a problem. That's a problem. So this leads into the next subject. Now, I know y'all done seen this whole article about the rise of the, the single lonely man. And typically I wouldn't talk about this, but it goes into the conversation I was just talking about, about growth and self-development and just being your best self, right? So I've been saying that there's a shift happening. And the reason I I say that because change comes through discomfort. So this whole big war against the man and woman just constantly pointing the finger at each other, I hate it. But I knew that it was going to, I knew it was for a reason. I knew that this had to happen in order for like this rise of the single lonely man to happen. Now I don't want nobody single and lonely because we need each other. Women need men, men need women. We need each other. Right? So it'd be great if we could all just get along. But the article was, it was in psychology today. And I'm so happy it came from a man because honestly, I'm a true believer that when it comes to talking about what we need to do, like if I'm telling a woman like, Hey, women, this is how you, should go about being happier. This is how you should go about, you know, feeling more confident in yourself. It should come from a woman because I'm a woman. I understand you because we have the same emotions, the same makeup. Like it's a little bit easier coming from a woman. I feel like men should address men. 
men can understand that. I don't think like y'all. I don't know how y'all be thinking or what y'all be saying. Like, I feel like it's better when it comes from this that source. Like, somebody who can understand you a little bit more. So, the article came from a man. And he was just saying, because men have not done the emotional work, women are tired. Women are tired of being manipulated. Women are tired of being gaslit. Women are tired of, like, being cheated on. Women are just tired of not having good communicators. And this is what was wonderful to me. So we have this whole, this, this big lie going around that women only want men with money and blah, blah, blah. But the article proved because he is a dating coach. Even they did like a, a I mean, a research um, study with dating gaps and stuff. Women ain't even asking about no money. Women are literally asking about emotional availability and good communication and patience. Bruh. Emotional availability, good communication skills, patience. Guess how much these cost? Nothing. They don't cost you nothing. <laughs> it don't cost you nothing. Now, if you want to talk about cost, yeah, therapy to get you some emotional intelligence because let's be honest, a lot of men are not taught how to be emotionally available, how to act in a certain way because society tells them one thing, but that's not the truth, right? But like, come on. Ain't money ain't got nothing to do with emotional availability, communication, and patience. It it don't. Ain't got nothing to do with it. But y'all keep putting words in our mouth telling us we want such and such. And such. We ain't telling y'all what we want is free. It's free. All it takes is some inward work. You have to look inward. You gotta develop yourself. That's that's what we're saying. And they were so upset at this man, they were going ham on him. Like he was receiving hate mail, all kinds of stuff from men. And women were like, oh yeah, we've been saying this. But it don't, it's nothing to come from us because they ain't going to listen to us. <laughs> like, so it was just wonderful to see. But I don't understand why. My common sense doesn't understand why it's so hard for the men who he's referring to in the article. Because it's not all men. But the men that he's referring to in the article. Why is it so hard to just better yourself? Why don't you want to be the best you? Why don't you want to be better? And if I had to answer that question with what I see day to day, I would say, one, it's easier to stay the same because it is. It's very uncomfortable to stretch and to change. And then, two, society is telling them that the goal is sex, money, sex, money. So if the goal is sex, money, and it's not settling down and being happy, then guess what they're going to pursue? Sex and money. But it's stupid because if you look at the people that they're getting this from, most of these people be married. Like the rappers and the the culture that's, like the people that are driving the culture, like the rapper and the singers and the actors and all of this stuff like that, most of them successful and they big married and happy. Like I'm thinking of the people like the Idris Elbas, the LeBron James, the Steph Curry's, the, I just seen a Jamie Foxx movie with Snoop Dogg. A lot of them are settled down, so I be confused. I be confused. <laughs> like, I be confused, but I don't know. I just think the only way change is going to happen is more influential men are going to have to start speaking up on being happy married. Like, I thought about that. Like, enough men don't talk about how great and beneficial marriage is. All you hear is the loud people talking about how 
it's bad and you need to just be single and you don't need no shackles and you don't need no relationship. But where are the men who are happily married, who have influence? Why aren't they speaking up? Like, I would love to hear LeBron tell us how great marriage has helped him. Now you do hear certain ones. It's rare. Like Russell Wilson, when he said that Sierra, marrying Sierra was like the best thing that ever happened to him. And of course the men just downed him and made it seem like he was, he said the stupidest, dumbest thing ever. And it's just like, dang, why you can't love your wife out loud? So that's probably why they don't do it just because of the backlash. But I feel like it's some people who are super respected were to say it. Like for example, Shaq, he did an interview where he was saying that it was his fault that his marriage like was ruined and he literally took a hundred percent of the blame. And like the dudes in the interview were kind of trying to like tell him, nah, it couldn't have been all you. He's like, nah, dog, it was all me. And I respected him so much for that. So I'm just like, I feel like we need more men to step up and say like, Hey, yo, it's good over here. Like you should really like better yourself so you can get what I have. You know what I mean? So I think that's the only way that a shift will happen. But there is a shift happening. So hopefully more men um, who are in happy relationships will step up and just talk about the benefits of it. Other thing that I really enjoy, um, shout out to P-Valley. P-Valley finale was on Friday. Had myself a good time watching. I mean, not Friday. I'm tripping. On, yes, on Sunday. <laughs> um, so, so good. I just want to shout out to Mercedes and Lil Murder for having a great opening performance. I'm talking bravo, chef's kiss. I literally, when I saw it, I rewinded it and watched it again because I'm like, this is brilliant. And then I found Mercedes stunt double on TikTok. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so great. And I think she choreographs everything. So, oh, just amazing. I just want to say that. But leading into that, I want to talk about, I want to shout out Real Bodies. Um, so I hate the comparison that women go through, period. I hate the comparison period of like people in general, because nobody's better than nobody else. Like, I just wish comparison wasn't a thing, but we live in the society that is, um, that's what... (laughs) what is it, a capitalist society, whatever. We live in that society, so of course we have to be, we don't have to be, but that's how it's run, right? Just you have to say something is better than the next so money can be made, blah, 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 right? But I hate that there's this argument on like, this shape looks better than this shape, this body looks better than this body, get a BBL because that's the standard. If you you ain't close to the standard, then you don't look. I hate that. Like it drives me nuts nuts but just um but what I do enjoy is when I see tv shows that go off of that don't care about the standard and they show all different body types because we're all shaped differently we're all beautiful in our own right and I just love to see that but I was watching I was catching up on all my shows I watch a lot of tv um y'all don't judge me but Issa's new show rapish um I watched the the finale of All the Queen's Men season two, and then I watched Issa's um, reality show, Sweet Life LA. And all of those shows, 
had natural body, like women with natural bodies. And I'm not talking like everyone has the same shape, not the natural bodies that look like you go and work out every single day. And some women, I just want us to, to understand this. A lot of how you look got to do with your genes, how you were born. I think of people like Megan Good and Tiana Taylor. These are two women who could eat anything they wanted and still look how they look. Tiana Taylor don't have to pick up another weight in her life and will have a six pack. Cause that's just how her genes were. Like, have you seen her mom? Like, so stop killing yourself in the gym and trying to diet every five days. I mean, every, um, every five months or switching it up or just driving yourself crazy. And do... <laughs> Listen, learn to love the, the skin you in and just be the best version of that. And even if you don't feel like being the best version physically, you can just be a good version, an I version, or whatever you comfortable with version, and just be good. Stop comparing yourself. Woo, chat. But anyway, so when I saw these shows, they had um, women in their natural bodies, like Tyler Perry. Uh, well, that's not Tyler. It's Christian Key's show, but I think Tyler Perry directed it. But it's very Tyler Perry feel. That's why I said that. All the Queen's men, they had a scene um, where this beautiful lady had her natural body just all out for the world to see and it had natural body things like you know back rolls and and like stretch marks and cellulite and I just thought that was wonderful then rap is same thing young lady on there she's out here with all her glory and she got you know some of the rolls and stretch marks and I'm like this is amazing this is awesome then Sweet Life, the young ladies come out in their swimsuits. And and they're younger, so they don't really have the rolls and the stretch marks. But their body wasn't perfect or, like, they just – it didn't look sculpted. It was just natural. I just love to see it. So I'm just saying that to say, like, appreciate the skin that you're in because if you don't appreciate it, no one will or no one can. It's, it's, it's a struggle for other people, too. So just appreciate the skin that you're in because, listen, let me tell you all this. I have, I have a very attractive male friend, right? And we were talking about the subject of natural bodies. And he constantly reiterates that it don't be the men, not the real men, not the men we actually want. Because the, the insecure men, they loud anyway. They hate everything. They hate pretty. They hate it, uh, un, you know, unfit, fit, in between fit. They hate everything because they hate themselves, chat. But I'm talking about... The real men who are confident, who, you know, got some business about themselves, got the head on their shoulders, who, who they, they cool, right? But we were having that conversation like, man, I love me, whatever y'all give me. <laughs> like, men love whatever you give. Like, we be feeling like we got to look like Lori Harvey. Sis is amazingly gorgeous. But we don't have to because we aren't Lori Harvey if you understand what I mean. So it's just get out of your head, get out of your head and get in your bag and just be you like be the beautiful, bold, wonderful, voluptuous, skinny, curvy, you know, whatever your shape is, be that, be that and be happy about it. I did a post on Facebook. I talk about all the time where I ask men, do y'all prefer belly or a six pack? 99.9% .9 of them men 
said, give me the belly. I got a six pack enough for both of us. What a, like, what? And we're wilding out. And y'all, I got like a hundred comments in like a few hours. Out of a hundred comments, two people said six pack. Two, two (laughs) y'all. Like, it's wild. So, appreciate your body, honey. Be the best version of you and only you. Stop being caught up on these trends and these fads. Like, no, no. And I know it's about, you know, what society drives, the beauty standard and all of that. You ain't got to buy into that. Buy into yourself. When you buy into yourself, other people will start buying into yourself too, okay? And I know every day you ain't going to feel like your best. There's some days where I'll be like, mm, I don't look pretty today. And then some days I walk past the mirror, I'll be like, you is bad, sis. Sis is bad. So, yeah. But, all right, y'all. Till next time, share this with somebody who needs some encouragement. Because, um, yeah, I think I still said some things. But till next time, bye.